It is with sullen woes that we here at Ubersenko mourn the loss of Her Majesty the Queen. We all lost the ripe young age of 96 today. With heavy hearts, we keep calm and carry on. But it is just our luck that we happen to receive the first taped message from King Charles, a longtime listener, first time caller this afternoon, and we'd like to play it for you now. Hello there, boys out there in Bizbear Nation. You all right? <laughs> well, about bloody time, innit? There's a new king around these parts, and it's me, good old King Chuck, reporting for duty. <laughs> There's a new sheriff in town, and we're all about to get so much minge, our frickin' dingle tabs and wiggleberries might fall off, yeah? Once we put that old bat in the box, we'll have you over. Pick any castle, really. They're all me homes now. <laughs> I'll throw a couple kegs of Boddington's. We'll chase him down with biscuits and then sniffle, sniffle, yeah? I'm gonna bury one of Camilla's clunge, but you boys hop the first flight out, yeah? It's gonna be fucking mental, I tell you. Get your ends sorted, and we'll be seeing you. Camilla, let's have a pop. Absolute carnage. <laughs> oh, it just feels so nice to... Have the royal family on our side. Welcome to Uber Synco, the podcast game show where we deep dive top fives. And if you haven't guessed, today's topic is our top five favorite things about the monarchy. Our first contestant owns just enough land to be a baron, but not enough to have a title that means anything. It's Baron Nathan Fig Brines Henenfent. How are you, sir? Welcome to the show. Hello. Oh, oh, I'm good. And if I can just say up top that people are talking about the queen dying. The queen did not die. She was assassinated, and we all know it. Boris Johnson, the coward, did not have the stones to Mm. go through with it, and so they had to bring in Liz Truss. The Tories bring in Liz Truss to finish it off. I mean, you see her shaking hands with the queen, and 48 hours, she's dead. Sprightly, young, vibrant people don't just drop dead like that. All roads point to the Tories. Mitch, I know that you and I often disagree on conspiracy theories, but I am all in on this one. <laughs> I, I mean, there, there, there's clearly she had some expired Coleman's mustard on her hand that she passed to the queen and that got in her bloodstream and boom, there she goes. Um, I just want to say in, in reference to the phone call, though, it is always such a true pleasure. It's a gift when Chuck the fuck Windsor calls in and leaves us a voicemail. I mean, that dude just knows how to just just blow the bo- the, the 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 stacks off of of the old uh, Jimmy sweeps. You know, um, that's this make was any the sense, only but, one he's uh, um, sent us that was actually clean enough to air. <laughs> that, I know. I mean, he really scaled back. The rest of it way over the line. Normally, he's got like a racial epithet for every single country in the world that he says during the call. It's like just it's like 200 slurs. You're like, whoa, Chuck, (laughs) the fuck Windsor, you know how to party, but, you know, cool it, man. Um, Yeah. So just a pleasure. Uh, Definitely assassinated. I'm I'm right there with you. And also, can we I I just also want to reference here. um, You know, the moon landing was shot at uh, Jared Leto's now home, which is a a decommissioned naval base. Uh, guess what year that was filmed? Same year that Princess Margaret did her U.S. tour. Uh, coincidence? I think not. Okay, sister of <laughs> of, uh, of the dearly departed queen. I just want to put that out there uh, as truth. And guys, check it out. Do your own research. Figure it out. I think there's something there. Okay, thank you. All right, you already heard from this shithead, but challenging the Baron for his share of the property is Duke Mitchell von Brinkman, Earl of the Bristol Isles, Viscount of the Ginger Princes, and hopefully... 
Oh, God, hopefully last of his name. Welcome, <laughs> Mitch. How are you? I've been riding me bike far too much to have a couple sires on the side. Oh, and guess what? I'm from down under. I'm the, I'm the Australian prince. <laughs> I can never stay I will in my admit, British accent. I will admit I on Mike that I did have to, I had to do the King Charles thing several times because it came out Australian two or three times. <laughs> So that's why I was late coming into the show. I had too many down undertakes. But uh, if you all want to get blown to the moon, head on over to ubersynco.com to listen to this and any other fine episode. And we thank you for your submissions for the upcoming upcoming topics that keep us honest. We know that. And if you're a frequent listener here at Ubersynco, welcome back. And here's your hot towel, because that's what I wrote last time. And if you're new, well, sit back, relax, and take it in. No need to share the rules. We're pretty sure you'll get it. We are not smart enough to come up with anything complicated. I am the host today, and those frequent listeners know I get to institute a house rule for today's game. And mm-hmm. it's going to be bonus points to anyone who forces in English vernacular, just like King Chucky did earlier. Force them in. I want to hear that slang, boys. Get mm-hmm. it out in the open today. And don't forget to stay until the end of the show where I, Brian Ernst, will list off my fast five worst reasons to extend a London getaway. Now, Ooh. we had a pre-show scavenger hunt where we told our contestants to meet us at a, a uh, in London at a famous bridge. Mitch mistakenly went to London Bridge, which is just a boring old river crossing where London expert met us at Tower Bridge, solidifying his place in today's competition. Nathan, you must go first. Well, first, we remember why Tower Bridge is a famous landmark. It's because that's the bridge that Mark Morrison drives over in the music video of Return of the Mac. Yes, yeah, exactly. How else would we know yeah. that? I mean, that's, yeah. it's literally the only thing that's ever showed up in, in pop culture. Yeah. Return uh, of the Mac. Bum, bum. Well, Sorry. Well, speaking of uh, rivers and uh, bridges, uh, my number five reason that I love monarchies is mm-hmm. boat parade. There's, there was a song, a brilliant song by a brilliant artist, uh, Boat Parade. It's on YouTube. You can find that whole clip if you want. Boat Parade, Boat Parade, looking for directions to the Boat Parade. Gonna get a summer standing out here all day, trying to get a ticket to the Boat Parade. I appreciate We'll put it in the show notes. But uh, every uh, major anniversary of the Queen of England being on the throne. In 1977, for example, it was her Silver Jubilee, and they had a boat parade. Now, how many people have ever been to a boat parade? Not many. A lot of Trump supporters in 2020, right? And it, they, they did were overtaken by waves. Yep, sorry. Yeah. Keep going. Well, they, they wanted to have a good boat parade, but they don't they, – you can't do it like the Queen did. And I've been to nope. one of the Queen's boat parades. I went in 2012. The boat parade ended right by Tower Bridge. I lived near there at the time, so I saw the royal family with my own two eyes, and I can confirm they are lizard people. It's true. That much (laughs) is true. Okay. But I went to the boat parade. I saw all the boats. I saw the magnificent warships. I saw the bridge do the thing where it lifts up so the magnificent warships can go in. I saw the ships from centuries ago. I saw the new modern battle cruisers, and then I saw the ships with all of the uh, lovely people coming through. Now, to bring it back to the song, uh, my uh, friend Sarah Shine. Yes. Will hold for yeah. hold for editing. 
So to bring it back to the the song, my friend Sarah Shine introduced me to that. She just kept saying Boat Parade over and over again, and I had no idea what she was referencing. So she finally played me that song. I was like, yes, that is a legendary masterpiece of a song. And then she would continue to say Boat Parade all the time. And I said, have you ever been to a boat parade? And she said, no. And I said, well, I have. And this was the week that uh, Prince Andrew made headlines for uh, it came out about him and the Jeffrey Epstein and all the whatnot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so and so I was said to her, do you know who I saw at this boat parade? And she said, Prince Andrew. And I said, actually, yes, (laughs) that was a really (laughs) conveniently timed guess. I did see Prince Andrew among the more uh, well-liked members of the royal family. But uh, the other great moment in boat parade history was in 1977, where two days before the Royal Boat Parade, the Sex Pistols, who had just released God Save the Queen, God Save the Queen, she's not a human being, and so forth, decided that they would do their own boat parade, performing those songs as they went past uh, the Palace of Westminster and Parliament and Westminster Abbey. Uh, The police were called. It didn't end well. But pretty epic rock and roll moment uh when you say it didn't end well did they all go to jail i don't i didn't know this about the sex pistols i I, i'm a i'm a rock and roll there were there were there were arrests there were fights uh a lot of uh yeah i I was skimming an article real quick right before we started and there was something about richard branson losing 500 dollars, which to him i would hope was a lot of money so he could feel poor for once in his existence (laughs) yeah Um, but yeah, that During is a boat true parades, thing that happened. Uh, mm-hmm. Like if, if, if they, I'm assuming obviously that they're not holding a boat parade in January or February. Um, you know, it's not an Easter boat parade. It's a summer one. Do the Royals get to wear shorts or is everyone in full pants all the time? Uh, well, the Duke of Edinburgh was in Bermudas, but then everybody else was, you know, to the nines. Uh, I think they might have even had the military <laughs> no. garb on. I no, don't, he, I don't he was remember. not in Bermudas. Seriously? No, no way. He was in Bermudas. Yeah. Oh, good for him. See, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes old racists can surprise you, you know? Uh, he would have been like, he would have been like 88, 89 years old. He stopped caring. Yeah. Nice. He's like, if you look close enough, my balls are hanging out the bottom of my short pants. Yes. <laughs> I, I have to really, really put it on thick or else I do go into Australian very quickly. So I have to kind it of It is like, so hard. I did not. I, did, I, I know. You, you're the one who always does it live. And I was like, I can't do this live. It will. It will. <laughs> this is knife. <laughs> 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 if you say this is a knife in England, everyone's on high alert because that's the most dangerous weapon around. So, um, which is yeah, you minus know, the M16s crazy. that the uh, cops carry. Well, you know, a, a, a regular commoner, you know, a real, a real two-bit chuggy, if you will. So, um, <laughs> two-bit chuggy. <laughs> that's I call them. I call them my fellow subjects. That is that is that is a British term. Extra points for me. Thank you very much. Two bit chuggy. <laughs> I'm gonna count it. That's one. Thank you very much. Thank you very oh much. Oh my god. So, I mean, if you were in a boat parade, Nathan, what, what kind of vessel would you like to be on? Uh, I not. It wouldn't technically be a vessel. I would want to be on a jet ski, weaving in and out <laughs> of the cumbersome uh, vessels around me. I want to be able mm-hmm. to circle the entire boat parade multiple times as it lumbers <laughs> through the dirty brown water of the Thames. I want to be the most seen person. I want people to be sick of me. 
I want to, at first okay. they're going to be like, this is really cool. But then I'm going to also going to have speakers and I'm going to be blaring, uh, uh, the, uh, what, what's the uh, the bicycle tune by by the band Queen? I'm just going to be playing that over and over and over again. Bicycle, and people think, oh, when, when, he, when he comes back around, he's going to be playing We Are the Champions or, or something like that. But no, <laughs> just bicycle over and over and over again. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I think you'll also be the first person in the royal family to wear ne- uh, neon green pit viper sunglasses during a boat oh, parade. Oh, baby, yes. Um, people <laughs> just be ripping around. Lady Amelia Spencer hanging on for dear life in a bikini as, as, as you rip it 62 miles an hour through the dirty water. Now, so, you know, that's a picture I'd like to see. I would yeah. definitely watch for that. And your hair, no, obviously, the, it's, it's long, right? Because you, you get to Yeah, I'm taking, it, I'm taking the, it out of the bun. Right, yeah. I'm letting that thing fly in the wind. Yeah. You need to oh, get man. on a jet ski, Nathan. You really need to do that and, and get some footage of yourself on it. You know, that, that I've been on a jet ski. It's true. It's never been photographically uh, captured, but I do okay. love a jet ski. Yeah. Now, I'm going to insert a host anecdote here because I was recently on a jet ski and there is footage of it and I wish there wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so down in Florida, in uh, Sarasota, Florida, recently, we decided to go jet skiing on the last day of a wedding that we're there. There were six of us who were all going out. So I already have like the heebie-jeebies going out there because I'm like, is there going to be one big enough for me? Are they going to have a big enough life vest? All these worries are going through my head. The top of my feet going to get sunburned. Those are my first three concerns <laughs> before I even get there. So I'm already worried. Then I finally get on the jet ski and I am not prepared for how much like core engaging it is because it's it's very pretty wobbly and it's like you really got to kind of like it's all in your forearms too once you finally get on Mm -hmm. i'm finally starting to get a hang of this thing we're out there for an hour 15 minutes in i'm not paying attention i'm so focused on like my hands i miss a sign and i i I verge off into some seaweed territory oh so i'm like fuck rookie mistake all right and then all of a sudden it goes and i am stuck so I wiggle off the sandbar, I get out of the seaweed, and I'm like, oh, cool, I'm fine. And we start going, and all of a sudden, my jet ski tops out at eight miles an hour. I cannot go faster than eight miles an hour now. It's jammed up somewhere. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to go back to base, not worry about it. I don't care. I'm going to go. Somehow, on my way back to base, I miss another sign and end up in even shallower territory. Oh, my in God. thicker fucking seaweed. And this time I am wearing glasses or something. What's going on here? Yeah. But uh, this time I was stuck, stuck. And now I'm panicking again because if I get off of a jet ski, I don't know if I have enough upper body strength to get back on a jet ski. But I'm like, all right, I am stuck. So I get out and luckily I jump down and it's only up to my knees and I'm touching the bottom. So I'm like, this is good. So I have a moment to finally reach under. The guy told us, he's like, yeah, there's four bars under there. You can reach out and pull the seaweed. He's like, it's not hot. There's no engine things, whatever. You can just kind of reach in there. I'm touching the bottom of this thing. I'm spinning this jet ski around. I'm in the middle there. Everyone's passing me, watching me. I feel nothing. There's no vents. There's nothing. I can't get anything out of there. So I'm like, I need to push this off the sandbar to get to deeper territory and try and get back on this thing and figure it out. I'm scuffling through the seaweed and all I'm doing is stubbing my toes on clams and mussels. And and the water is just terribly murky. There's dolphins and manatees everywhere. (laughs) So it's like, it's really, yeah, there's a bunch of manatee warning signs and I'm seeing dolphins jump like within 20 feet of me. What the fuck? And I'm like- well, that's quite I'm like beautiful. terrified. 
that's beautiful. But I'm also like, this is very dirty, dirty, shallow, murky water. I'm terrified of a sh- like a bull shark. So I'm like, let me get the fuck out of here as quickly as possible. As I am pushing the jet ski, it's floating. I'm walking, waddling through this thing. I slice the bottom of my foot open on a clamshell. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. God. And then I finally get this jet ski to where it needs to go. And I'm finally able to get on of it. And, I, and then I have to idle all the way back to where we started. Four and a half miles on idling. No way. Ugh. It was like three to five miles an hour. I was the last one to show up. And I was like, all right, guys, I'm I'm here. I made it back. I'm like, I'm gonna have to pa- I'm gonna have to call one of these guys for a tow. I was like super panicked. And then I went in and I paid my hundred and thirty dollars for the joining <laughs> experience. <laughs> Oh, that's that is just so, the worst case scenario. I'm jet skied out yeah. as I am boat paraded out. So I think I'm going to wow. move on to Mitch for your number five, as I've already sucked up too much time on our number five. Oh my what god! What do you have for us? Mitch? Um, my oh man, uh, bummer, dude. Real real bummer. Um, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't my best experience. Yeah, uh, from now on, aquaponics. You know, read a sign. You know, just read a sign. Okay, uh, my number five is a classic. Uh, monarchy move and that is uh the study abroad you know um whether it's whether you get bored and need some action in your life maybe you want to add to your resume um or maybe you're just like a a little shit kid or your parents suck and they don't want to they don't want to deal with you they send (laughs) you away um some famous study abroads of course earlier i mentioned princess margaret um she went on a bit of a study abroad it was supposed to be a, a private tour uh, or excuse me, trip initially to the U.S. turn into a public tour. Um, that kind of helped her find herself, find her voice, find her character, if you will. Um, then later on in her life, she went on, went on another study abroad to a Caribbean island, uh, Moustique, I think is how you pronounce it, where she said, "You know what? I'm done with the old man. I'm gonna I'm gonna bang a gardener who's two decades my my junior." Roddy, nice. The hot Rod Llewellyn, uh, a guy who was able to uh, give her a second zest of life, if you will. Um, Does who this else guy have it? a jersey? <laughs> I don't know where his jersey. I mean, if, if 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 you can't buy a jersey of of him in in uh, Piccadilly Circus, I don't know where you'd get one. But um, <laughs> Harry had some famous studies abroad, um, and he studied some broads. If you know what I'm saying, um, hey, uh, in America, he wins. He he once took a, a big old bullet and went on an official tour of the Caribbean for the crown. You know, someone had to. Mm, um, yeah. And uh, I actually was in Las Vegas the same time as Prince Harry when he was studying abroad there. He was studying blackjack, uh, roulette, and craps <laughs> at the yes. Mirage, I think is where he was, um, which we saw the entourage. We saw the crowds. We, we, were, we didn't go anywhere near. Um, but uh, I just love that idea of you know the royals. They're, they're, they love their family. Family is most important. It's what defines them. It's what gives them their power, and yet they're trying to push each other away all the time. You know, go off to school, get away from me, um, come back when you're when you're more of use to me, kind of thing. Um, I've always found that fascinating. Um, and you know, also when you own half the world, it's easy to go study abroad. You know, it's easy just to pick <laughs> up and go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pick up and go someplace. You know, technically, um, at her death, Elizabeth was still the ruler of. Uh, what Canada, you know, your your Australia's, your 14, Jamaica's, uh, fourteen nations in the Commonwealth at this point, I think. Fourteen nations. There we go. So, um, so a lot of places, a lot of places. Um, 
you know, places you wouldn't expect. You'd think eventually Canada would be like, hey, you know, fuck off, yeah, uh, or a or whatever, <laughs> you know. Um, but that hasn't happened yet. I, I talked reason, to so. a Canadian today, and this was like the most Canadian reaction to this, I think. Uh, it was said, a boot time? <laughs> <laughs> hey. she, she, said, she said she had nothing sentimental connection, but she's like, yeah, I was just thinking about all the things that will change. Like, oh, our money's going to be different now. Because it'll be Charles's yeah. face on the money. Like that was her first thought. That was, yeah, that was it. But like, that's, that's how much it much will a- affect her life. Yeah, that's true. Part of me thinks that like maybe they shouldn't rush to change the money, and like Elizabeth was such a one of a kind thing, and sort of became oh, so central to the British on, culture that like you know they'll keep her on some of it because they also have like. Elgar, the composer, and Charles Darwin's on some of their money and shit like that. So, oh, they yeah. do. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Okay. It's not just her on everything, but oh, okay, okay. But uh, they'll so have clearly- to. They'll have to give give Charles like the 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 two the two pent coin or something something that's almost yeah. never used. I mean, when I was uh, in London six weeks ago or two months ago or whenever, it was they're even more cashless than we are here at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not sure how much it'll matter. You know who should get the loony? Prince Andrew, right? He's a real loony, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm always, uh, always enjoy these these studies abroad, and also from watching what what little bit of the Crown I did, um, uh, Queen Elizabeth's own studies abroad in other countries, you know, uh, supposedly to to bring um, like optimism and good tidings and whatever feelings to these countries. Did did she really change anything? I don't know. I th- I think I think maybe she just went to to go look at elephants and shoot some tigers or whatever, you know. But that's, uh, that's yeah, definitely more in line. Yeah, with it. But I mean, they should change their money. Put real figures on it, like we did with like President Benjamin Franklin. Exactly. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got to uh, score out this number five so we can keep this rolling here. Yeah. Um, you guys are gonna get twos across the board. Boat parade was great, but then it reminded me of a jet ski. And then you reminded oh, me about how little money I have, Mitch. So therefore, you're only getting the two. Do I get the bonus right. point for two bit chuggy though? You do. That'll be oh, at good. the end. Thank I'll you. Tell okay. you all the okay. bonus okay. points okay. at the end. Two okay. bit chuggy you. does count. Thank you. All right, moving on to our favorite three bit chuggy. It's Nathan for his number four. <laughs> what do you? Have? Oh well, my number four is easy choices when naming children. This all is right. just beautiful. It's convenient because. Now we've got people naming their kids Biloxi, Mississippi Jones or Caitlin spelled K-E-I-G-H-T-L-Y-N-N-E. I've had enough of this. I I don't want to be in a position where my significant other and I are disagreeing on names because I want to name it after an obscure Chicago Bulls player from the 90s like Stacey King Henenfent. Uh, yeah, and they want to name it something completely ridiculous from whatever they're into. So you just go down to the names of the previous royal members of the family before you, of which there are not that many. So it's like, okay, we're going to use one of his great grandfather's names. Two of them got their head chopped off. They're out. The other chopped off his uh, several wives' heads. That's out. Okay, George it is. We're left with George. He'll be the seventh one. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's George. Boom. We're done. So to to put this in perspective, uh, there have been 42 monarchs since 1066. 
and they have used 15 names. And when you narrow it down to the kings, these geezers, Brian, geezers, <laughs> yes. I'll say one. it one more time, geezers. What? Come the, on. Oh, that's that's better than whatever the hell you said. <laughs> definitely uh, more common. Two-bit chuggy is only said in, in England. Geezers is said across the across the, geezers, the, the world. Geezers, very, very specific East London. Anyways, okay. these 36 kings only use nine names. That's four kingships to a name. It's uh, there's and what, what are what are all the names? Eight Henrys, eight Edwards, six Georges, four Williams, three Richards, three Charles, two Marys, two Elizabeths, two James, one Stephen, one John, one Jane, one Anne, one Matilda, one Victoria. And Matilda is the wildest one out of all of those. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty she was, nuts. She was a- married to Stephen, another one-off. Oh. So you can kind of toss That's them aside. One-offs. Was it a Stephen with a V or a PH? PH. Ugh, gross. Yeah. Needs, <laughs> needs a V in there. Needs a V. All right, sorry. Keep I going. mean, that is that does suck that they only have that those names to choose from. You think he's going to pick King George? Uh, wait, the, the king now. You think King Charles will pick a different name? I think they. I think he's going with King Charles, Charles the Third. I saw that in an article today, which I think he was thinking of not going with Charles the Third because Charles the Second did have his head chopped off. He was executed by the yeah, state. Yeah, it is his name. I know. Like so, are, I mean, other Charleses. Yeah. So he's Charles the Third. I mean, as we heard in his recording, he did pick King Chuck, which I am totally well, Chuck the fuck. okay with. I yeah, mean, Chuck the fuck yeah. Windsor. I mean, that's that's a classic Chuck name. Chuck the right? fuck Windsor, how baby. Can you, how can you toss that name out? And I I, I was very happy. I, I'm, I know I've told this story before, but I won money off of this system because when Will and Kate had their baby, you could bet on what they would name the baby. And we have these names to choose from these you know fit we nine names for kings names, yeah. nine just yeah. for the kings i was like all right i got a one in nine shot i'll go with my own middle name george and boom out came george 200 pounds coming my way drinks on me baby That's Toast a big to, baby to, yeah so that could be uh if if the monarchy lasts that long and i'll touch on this a little <laughs> later yeah. if it lasts that long he will be king george the seventh so we raised our glasses to the possible king george the seventh that night all right and that's well, all i, I have definitely to say have, on my number four that's all right i have future plans for my own tony kukoc ernst but we'll get to that <laughs> in the future uh mitch you're number four what do you have for us i just want to say too if you're trying to name a kid after a 90s b-ball player i think you know rick smith's hen and just rolls rolls off the tongue you know if, if you have an especially tall what about what about uh, gamely marshallonis hen and <laughs> well, I mean, that was not too bad. If you really want to knock it out of the park, though, you go with Pooh Richardson Henningsen. You know, that right there, that's, that's the name. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, okay, my number four is – is this is an obvious one. And, of course, you guys know uh, over the past – since we started this podcast, I have become a full-on – in just over the top uh, dog daddy. And so this makes all the sense in the world. So, so my number four is the dogs. I love the dogs of monarchs and rulers. Um, you know, you could say the Bidens are the monarchs of Delaware, honestly, like they've, you know, they're, they're the first family of Delaware at this point and they've ascended to the seat uh, and they are a German shepherd family. Uh, you know, champ and major are the current pups. Ooh, how unpatriotic. Uh, one of them said, That's a different country than ours. 
well, hold on there. I'm, I'm not done chit-chatting. Hold on, hold on. Uh, you know, and uh, one of them was sent home for for taking a little nibble out of a out of a uh, worker, but that's okay. Sitting president. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, he didn't bite the president. He he, he bit an assistant. So, um, yeah. Assistant to the president. Yeah, assistant to the president. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Putin. Putin loves uh, a number of sort of your 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 Arctic dogs who are are big, fluffy, furry, and can um, withstand a, a winter uh, in Siberia. And of course, um, the, the the dearly departed uh, monarch Elizabeth was a giant fan of the corgi, which is a um, a, a, a perma-happy looking dog, giant smiles, big old ears, big eyes, um, made for an anime, really, honestly, you know, um, <laughs> not made for doing farm work or hunting, really, even though maybe I think there were rat dogs at one point, perhaps. Um, I was going to say they kind of look like rats. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, them and dachshunds could shove their little bodies into holes and scare up animals for the for the uh, for the the hunters to shoot on horseback. The low, and then, the low riders of the dog kingdom. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I've, then then the real dogs go in and and and, and get the animals after that. The, the bloodhounds. So, exactly, the hounds. I, I've known two corgis in my lifetime, and they were both named Corky. So Corky oh. the Corky. Yeah. See, it wow. goes in line with what I was just saying. Yes. Simple naming. Yes. Um, the, the, the corgis I've known were named, uh, Dottie was the one that my dog Waldo enjoyed. And then another corgi named Edward, actually, uh, also the name of a king. He did not like Edward. Edward was an old curmudgeon, uh, an old piss swallow, if you will. Another great English term. Um, and, uh, so (laughs) just, I'm I'm just serving them up like big fat, meaty, meaty, saucy softballs for you. So I, I just, I, I love dogs. I love it when, um, when leaders are able to use the dogs to deflect attention from shitty things they do or, uh, or like the shitty circumstances that they've created for everyone else, except for themselves. Um, yes. I love how dogs can somehow humanize um, leaders as well. Um, and, uh, and corgis are especially good at this. And of course, when, when Elizabeth tosses on the old handkerchief on the head, puts on her wellies and goes out in the field with, you know, eight little yapping little, um, uh, you know, shit bags uh, covered in fur. It's a very cute thing. So, um, that's my number four. Thank you very much. Dogs are the best, uh, over and out. Thank you. All right. Dogs are the worst. So one point for Mitch <laughs> and then Nathan, you're going to get three points for easy name. No, choices. no, no. You know what? There's only thing Come worse on than a dog that London shits on the lawn oh, is a dog that shits on the lawn with an English accent. I can't do it. <laughs> so we're moving on to our number threes. Nathan, what do you have? You're such a hater. You were such a goddamn hater, Brian. You know what? I'm just, just an opinionated man. With facts to back it up. Okay. Oh, okay. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Nathan, go. I'll let you go now, even though Brian's a dick. Okay, keep going. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, my number three, and this is why it is possible the monarchy might not be dismantled. It's the only reason keeping it afloat, and this is gossip. Ah, the, the British ooh. public loves their tabloid gossip. They absolutely devour it and these royal family is just built in. If it's a slow week in the headlines, there's no uh, celebrities spitting on each other or suing each other or fucking each other or whatever the case may be. You've got the royal Mm -hmm. family and they make amazing cartoon James Bond villains. They are always 
screwing up because they're so detached from reality. And so you can just tear them down. You can hate them. You can disparage them. But they're also the perfect mascot that stands for everything that you want your country to represent because they have all the fancy clothes and the homes and the whatnot. And the perfect the accents, and which the cousins I can't for, do. for spouses. Yep, yep, yep. Exactly. Yep. Uh, so you can have a sense of pride about them when people from other countries want to disparage them. No, no, no. Wag the finger at that. No reason. No reason to uh, let anybody else in on your fun of uh, just ripping these people to shreds. Here's how much they love to gossip about the uh, royal family in the UK. They literally gossiped a woman they loved to death. They just absolutely went all in on being fascinated by Princess Diana to the point where the paparazzi were following her so closely, she died and they mourned and it was a horrible, tragic event where the whole nation came together. And then two weeks later, they kept hounding her children and they are still doing it to this day. They have not learned their lesson. So it's just not going away. This feeds a need of the public, the gossip. They are the perfect target for this. So I don't know. Even the people who say they don't want the monarchy to go away, I'm just not sure they'll be able to give it up. It's just like that. Yeah. This is my one last cigarette is that one last story about uh, the d- distasteful uh, life that Prince Andrew and his many acolytes are leading. It's we hate it, but we just can't get enough of it. Bringing it full circle to what we talked about at the beginning, where are you on the biggest of all conspiracies that Elizabeth ordered the crash of Diana? I once again defer to the comedic geniuses, uh, David Mitchell and Robert Webb, who have a great clip on this, uh, How it, because if that was planned, it is the worst plan ever. For instance, if somebody was slightly drunk, anybody who's slightly drunk will always have a fatal crash. And people who are wearing their seatbelts always, die, you know, and there's no yeah, chance exactly. she will put on a seat. It's uh, yeah, yes. ludicrous. Compl- it's a pretty stupid conspiracy. Yeah. She can be racist and quiet all she wants in her castle. It's, I, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't, it no, doesn't too they, many holes. They, they didn't. And also my favorite part of that skit is, um, yes, because we, we don't like her. So therefore we should kill her when she is at her most beautiful and most beloved around the world, <laughs> instead of letting her age and her popularity wane, <laughs> like let's make her a saint like figure that'll make her go away. Is the uh, vigil still up in Herod's? Herod's was sold. uh, And so it is not there. I was in Herod's when I went there. It was like my tube stop. I came out after Heathrow. So I milled about and I don't think it's there anymore. After Mohammed Al-Fayed sold it, I think whoever owns it now removed it. It is a creepy statue. Very bizarre. Very strange. Mohammed Al-Fayed and Diana like holding hands. And they only knew each other for like six months. The whole thing was odd. And then they're enshrined together forever, which it's. This is also the same guy who put a statue of Michael Jackson outside Fulham FC's soccer stadium. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I don't don't know. But he did. I don't think that's there anymore either. I think I can yeah. make a connection here. Although looking like an adult club, Fulham often plays down in the junior leagues, right? Is that um, 
I, I see what you're doing. <laughs> that seems like a stretch even for the sun or the daily <laughs> Also, are, 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 are we sure Rupert Murdoch didn't order the uh, the death of Princess Di uh, as a way to sell that more tabloids? That seems more logical than, than, than the queen doing it. So if that's where you want your conspiracy theory to lie, you know, uh, and, go and, ahead and – an Aussie hero tired of the of the boot heel of the British pressing down on his neck and and reach into his pocket and, you know, removing coin for the for the royal tax. I'm not sure he's been taxed as heavily as uh, <laughs> others have been. Well, OK, then uh, making his accountants and lawyers jump through a bunch of hoops to avoid tax all those years. You know, that's. uh <laughs> I think I figured it out. I think We've I figured it out. OK. Yep, we've cracked All right, it, Mitch. Yep, you've got to you got to dig yourself out of the conspiracy hole and into the holes and hearts of America and Britons alike. <laughs> Please give us your number three. Um, I I don't think I have to dig myself out of that um that deep of a hole. I think the hole's pretty shallow. It's a pretty easy hole to 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 come uh, out of, um, and that is uh, my number three. What's do you funny? remember what your three. number three is? Yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. My number three stretch, is stretch for time. Stretch for time <laughs> is blood diamond handcuffs. Um, that's oh, my number three. Wow. Oh, yeah. we got ourselves a stare down, folks. Holy cow! What's right, oh, Mitchell? Uh, if you don't dance, it's not yes. real. Got to dance a little bit. Okay, I danced for sure. Nathan now, did dance. And Nathan, you're on camera. You have to dance. Don't worry. We'll shame okay, him publicly right, on good. YouTube. There we go. All right. Your number Wait, this one's two, going Nathan. on YouTube. Oh yeah, of course I'm going to put it on YouTube. I thought we I weren't doing you, that anymore. Nothing. I would have danced. God damn it! <laughs> I, hope I would have also cleaned this shit up behind me. I thought <laughs> we were done with that. You should assume that if it's being recorded, you're going uh, in public. I would have worn a black tie. God fucking damn it! <laughs> what a wasted opportunity. Do you own a black tie, or do you just own a white uh, tie? Do you color black with a sharpie? What's the? I name? own I own three ties. Okay, and one of them is black. Okay. Oh, God, okay, I hope good, the good. I hope the queen dies again in two weeks so I can rectify all this. <laughs> I have let I have let her Majesty down. Are we sure she's the dead? Conspiracy. Are we sure she's dead? I'm sorry. Okay, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, your three, Mitch is going to go up against Nathan's two. What do you have at number two, Nathan? Well, I have castles. Castles. Okay. Although, all right, th- this I could go either way on because uh, castles. I like castles partially because they will get better in some ways if you disassemble and tear down the monarchy. So I love okay. I love visiting a castle when I'm over in the UK. Uh, the ancient ones, Tower of London, beautiful, but uh, also Windsor Castle, amazing, Buckingham Palace, beautiful. All the residences that are currently kept up. Uh, in pristine and mint condition. It's like walking back in time. You can see everything as it was and even better because there's, you know, air conditioning and running water. And All right. What so updated pro castle. Mitch, can you please explain blood diamond handcuffs to us? So the blood diamond handcuffs essentially is, is what I'm thinking here is uh, basically their immense forever and unending wealth comes at the expense of many, you know, for the few, mm-hmm. many toil, many burn, many have, have, have tried and failed to, to improve their station in life. Um, as the Royal family has, you know, um, enjoyed the spoils of war, enjoyed the spoils of, uh, 
colonialism, enjoyed the spoils of um, tricking the whole nation into continuing to um, fund their their silly, silly, silly lifestyle. Um, you know, who knew, <laughs> who needs to dress in tails as they, you know, receive um, the, you know, Mideast English uh, division two soccer champs um, at a, at a, at a, at a, at a castle for an afternoon. You know, it's just, it's just unnecessary. As you mentioned earlier, Duke of Edinburgh and Bermuda's at a boat parade. That's the royal people I want. Those are the, you know, I want them in casual stuff. I don't need you to dress in in the in the utter finery of old. Um, you know, I think it, it needs to change with the times. But the notebook, or excuse me, the notebook, excuse me, the checkbook, the checkbook has forever. Oh. <laughs> the notebook, not That's a great, great movie. Great film. Very different. Great film, great but film. not what we're talking about. Not a great yeah. movie. Uh, Queen Elizabeth II actually has watched the Notebook three separate times at at Buckingham Palace. Only once has she sat through the whole thing. Once she fell asleep. The other time uh, she got up to go uh, write a letter. But so I digress. Um, <laughs> the checkbook has forever had uh, blank checks available to the royal family uh, to uh, continue their their again their silly odd strange. Um, peculiar uh, hobbies in life, such as keeping farms and dogs and pretending like you're a farmer uh, for, for 60 years. Um, so it's just, <laughs> it's just, you know, as, as you touched on, it's this weird, strange uh, lifestyle that is kept alive by the gossip, by the, by the rags, by the, by the publicity. And really when, when it cuts down to it, they're just, they're just thin skinned. Um, not like, Oh, you can't insult me, but like literally thin skinned because of the uh, inbreeding, um, <laughs> you know, uh, the bad blood, you know, the, uh, the, the receding hairlines, the, the, uh, the, the, the shallow eye sockets, it's all there, you know? Um, and, and yet, yet they continue to be financed and it just, it, it boggles my mind, uh, and it needs to end. Um, and I don't know, Nathan, if you have an idea or a guesstimate of when it will end, but I personally hope it ends soon. Uh, I, I think the beginning is will start now, but I think once Charles is gone, then it's really going to be uh, out. It's going to be dismantled piece by piece. It won't be overnight, but I think that's no. where it will really start to go away. I mean, Prince Harry leaving, completely cutting himself off, his brother William probably has you know he obviously has more of a sense of duty but he probably has some similar sentiments and i think they'll start to peel away and people love the queen but dislike the monarchy so now that she's gone public sentiment will turn um yeah but that's also you know, the monarchy is part of what I, my number two here the, the castles is a lot of that money goes to keeping these things up they're big tourist attractions it keeps people coming into the country and whatnot um but the the main condition ones aren't the only ones they've got, they've got the the ruined ones, completely ruined, which are also very cool, very beautiful, very haunting to go see the, these national landmarks. My favorite place I went to was a place called Tintern Abbey in Wales. It's in this just completely isolated place. And then there's just these massive shell of a cathedral and it's just haunting and gorgeous. But what I want and what doesn't exist is the nice mix. I want once they slowly start to dissemble the monarchy and the money goes mm -hmm. away. Some of these that are currently in Michigan condition, not all, but some of them 
will be abandoned and you'll get that castle that has vines growing up the walls, but somebody's empty glass of brandy and a cigar is still sitting at the a massive oak desk next to a fireplace that's 10 feet tall. You're going to have cobwebs mm. coming down from chandeliers and you can rent out one at Halloween uh, as a haunted house and you can have some unemployed actor jump out of the closet dressed as Anne Boleyn with her head chopped off. Uh, that is what I want. I want castles that look completely dead and ruined. I want them looking everywhere in between and I want them some in mint condition. That can happen in my lifetime if we start taking the monarchy down right now. That's what I want it for. Not for political, economical, or social reasons. For my own haunted house castle experience. By the time I'm about age 65 to 70, I think this can be a reality. Down with the monarchy. <laughs> wow. Wow. Down with the monarchy. One li- one short lifetime away, and you can have your own little dream. Brian. Nice. I don't know about you, but after that beautiful rendition, I'm I'm knackered. Honestly, I'm I'm I that's that was great. So um, Mitch, was Mitch doing his old always used to call me on when the screen changes, just looking up looking up synonyms, <laughs> British synonyms <laughs> for tired. What right are you there. About? No, no, no. Lean leans in. The light changes. Knacker. No, 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 knacker. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no. Put your calculators just, away during the test, everybody. <laughs> it was. I, I will I, allow I, it. I don't Mitch because he's about to lose the stair. Well, down. I also don't want to see you changing your answer with your rubbers, okay? Oh, oh wow. Okay. That, you know it, what? You know what, it. Nathan? You need to stop taking the piss, all right? Or else <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to come at you uh, chavy wags out, all right, brother? Do not step. The, the <laughs> first not. the first one was legitimate. <laughs> yes. The third one, uh, we'll say wasn't. First and second, obviously, yes, but... Well, this is easy. The pretty picture that Nathan painted of a castle, which I would love to be in, <sighs> is the winner of the stare down, which means, Mitch, you're getting zero. Nathan, you are also getting two points for your gossip because your your reasoning is sound. I think the, the gossip rags will keep the monarchy around a little bit longer than we anticipate, which brings us back to Mitchell for his number two. What do you have? Yeah, I mean, I just... <sighs> All the scallywags in this room just need to saw it off. You know, uh, quit, quit. Um, <laughs> you fucking shit. You what? What? You fucking bugger. <laughs> hey, you know what? You you can you can get off my toadstool, uh, sham bomb, and go flip off the top scallyhoo um, when I'm giving you my number two. Here we go. I rhyme it too as well. That, that's what I do. Shut the fuck <laughs> up and talk about your two. <laughs> number two is Try easy. The cousins. the cousins. Guys, the cousins. the cousins. We love the cousins. We love the royal cousins. Um, Name the, some cousins. Uh, I mean, do, do you want ugly ones or do you want hot ones? <laughs> well, I want the hot ones first. Okay, the well, then here we go. Lady Amelia Spencer, Lady Eliza Spencer. These are uh, Lady Kitty Spencer. I mean, is there anything more the British Spencers. than Lady Kitty Spencer here <laughs> to receive the tea and the royal bosom at the back slot of the of the Shemaloo? Uh, I'm not great at the British thing. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. Shemaloo! <laughs> uh, <but>, you know... <laughs> Every time at all those royal weddings that we had in the past ten years, and by say all of those, I mean two. Uh, I, I love the I, I love those. Uh, was it um, Sarah? It's 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 it Prince Charles' daughters, right? That's who's that's who it is. Um, Wait, Princess, you 
Eugenia and some someone else, and and they always like they just wear a giant hat to distract from their teeth, and which Prince, is honestly uh, very smart move. There's very here's the other move. one. Good there's move. Prince Andrew, and then there's Prince Charles, and then there's the other one who's uh, grateful he's uh, flying under the radar. Yeah, uh, she is the oh yeah Prince Andrew yeah Prince Andrew's daughters those those are the ones that show up uh, doing their thing at the at the uh, social yeah. events with the big hats. Um, so yeah, I guess yeah sucks for them because their their daughter or their their dad's a total fucking creep. But um, I love all these cousins and all the weird the weird titles they have like the um, uh, one of uh, Princess Di's nephews is the what was that word we heard earlier? Is like the it's not the viceroy. It's the um, viscount. Viscount. the viscount. Yes, viscount. Viscount. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> Brian and Please. I are like yeah, viscount. Please. It's the viscount. <laughs> um, the viscount. <laughs> the viscount. Of, yeah, from uh, Edinburgh. <laughs> Uh, his his Majesty Lewis Spencer Viscount of Althorpe, um, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> uh, just those, and then there's. You make him sound like he's from Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Louis Spencer looks like. I mean, he's probably like an England eight, but he's a Wisconsin eleven. I mean, he is a good looking fella. He's a handsome guy. Good hair, real good hair. Um, but all, all those other Name's cousins. Louis Spencer. I'm from Mishawaka. <laughs> <laughs> Graduated from Wasa High School in 2012. Um, sorry, uh, I live in Mercer now. All right, continue. But all those other, like just just the lower cousins who were like, you know, uh, I'm I'm Tamson uh, Floral Bottom. I'm the I'm the eighth Earl of you know um, of Gucci, <laughs> Gucci Pond Sandwich or whatever. You know? there's, there's a there's a there's a footballer for Leicester City right now that has a name that we can't leave out of this. Oh, okay. Because I, mean, I just, nearly just, I thought there was a joke. Uh, here we go. So also. Kiernan Dewsbury Hall. That's his name. Kiernan Dewsbury <laughs> Hall. Dewsbury. That's a real man's name who's a professional athlete. Wow. And here's I mean, Dewsbury he... Hall going in for the goal. <laughs> Dewsbury Hall. Dewsbury Hall is like where the Queen's grandparents spent their honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> Kiernan definitely takes his post-match uh, Gatorade in a teacup for sure. It's porcelain. It's very nice. <laughs> Pinky's uh, up, baby. Yeah, pinky's up, dude. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm just imagining. So, like the main royal family, you know, your your Williams, your Harrys, uh, they they get or when they were both in it, they probably got what like thirty million a year to spend, maybe if not more. I mean, does anyone actually sure. know? I don't know. So, but I'm guessing these the, the these lower quote unquote like poor cousins, even though they're still wealthy, um, they maybe get like 200 grand to spend. So I imagine like if you're a of a viscount or a or a duchess in like the north the northeast of England, you know, you don't need a bunch of cash, and you're just like you know just some just some slag um, at a at a local pub buying rounds for everyone, you know, trying to keep people on your side, and not getting your ass kicked. Uh, again, because you've got the thin skin and the weak blood, um, but uh, I just I I'm just a big fan of it, and I love all the people uh, at the royal weddings. You have your celebrities, your actual like famous people who have done perhaps incredible things or like are incredibly hot or whatever it is that they, that they do, and then you have all these just buck toothed, um, very fancy dressed, um, just weird weirdly shaped lumpy cousins and aunts and uncles that show up as well. Love that. Love that. Love that. So I want to give a shout out to uh, 
cousin uh, Zara Tindall, who I believe yes. was a silver, yes, yeah, silver medalist on the equestrian show jumping team in the London 2012 Olympics. The Queen's granddaughter, silver medalist. How about that? Wow. Very that's impressive. Call, that's what we call great breeding. And the horse wasn't too Very. bad either. <laughs> I also Mitch, want you're to, getting three uh, points for this one. Oh, thank you. Um, I, I would say, in, uh, speaking of Olympics as well, I want to do a shout-out to Lady Louise Windsor, who is uh, Prince Edward's only daughter. Um, you're able to uh, put a hockey puck in between each of her two front teeth. That's how jacked your teeth are. British baby. Hashtag <laughs> dentist. Fuck off. All right. <laughs> That's <Jesus. from> <laughs> What'd she do to you? <laughs> he's really he's really laughing it up over there. He just gave himself a little... Oh, that's something for him to nosh on. Good job. All right. Uh, that is not a British thing. Giving you three points, no, even though I shouldn't. Thank you. I shouldn't give it to you. Thank we are you. on to our number ones. Thank you. Nathan, you have the floor. All right. My number one reason I love a good old-fashioned monarchy is because take a chance, roll the dice. Brian, you're a gambling man like I am. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. You've got the perfect monarch. Once in a while, it's going to happen. And you've got the greatest person you've ever met in complete control, completely altruistic, wisdom, fairness, and they have total control of everything. Granted, things are going to go to shit in a while, but for like a sweet 30 years, it's all perfect. That's the, it's the only system that has a chance of working out perfectly. Communism, we've seen it fail. Democracy, the public is stupid. Look, it, it, democracy got us Donald Trump and Boris Johnson. So in the words of Kent Brockman from The Simpsons, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Democracy simply doesn't work. We've tried all kinds of governments all over the place, all over every country in the world. Nothing is perfect. We're still chasing the dragon in terms of things going well. But it, if you have the perfect monarch, which just once in a while you might have, God, you are shitting roses on Easy Street, baby. It is going to be great. You are going to have the birds singing and the flowers blooming. Uh, there is going to be gold trickling out of your uh, faucet and your shower head every morning. Your eggs are going to come out just fluffy enough. Uh, it's going to be perfect. This is the only system where you have a chance of perfection. Even though it's unlikely, you got that little chance. You got that scratch off at the gas station lottery ticket that actually comes up. You have the Powerball ticket that comes through. It's the only way it works. She gonna have gold thrown out her mansion. That's how good she gonna be. Uh, so, I mean, you're, you're talking about a benevolent dictator. You're really hoping that you get that for for a very short while. There were a lot of times where people called uh, Richard J. Daly in Chicago a benevolent dictator because he just do whatever he want. He worked with the mob. He got shit done. When he wanted to get rid of Meg's field, he decided overnight to get rid of it, fucking tore it up, moved on to something else. No alderman oversight, none of that. No city council, none of that bullshit. I want this done. It's done. I even talked to people who used to work at city colleges who used to say when they used to have the mob looking after the schools, it was better than when anything that came after it. They were like, things just got done and moved perfectly under the dailies. And I was like, wow. that's very fascinating to know. So- you're hoping that you get somebody like that that can run an entire country without controversy and hopefully not 
sign up for a 90 year parking deal that makes no well, sense. Well, I'm not saying daily is the best example is No, I'm saying you need somebody who can make the decisions that are hopefully in the best interest without any oversight. Yeah. You're hoping for those good decisions to outweigh the bad ones for a long period of time. And you'd probably only get that under a true monarch. Yeah. You just Can might get lucky. When, Which, yeah. Wh- when you think this existed in England? Well, that's that's the question I was hoping you wouldn't ask. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Henry V was quite popular because he was also a great military commander. Uh, Vic- Queen Victoria was also quite popular, but she had the uh, disadvantage of being born in the Victorian age. Who knew? Uh, mm. So, but things were okay mm. for a while. Um, yeah. So there's, what there's been fleeting the, the moments. Common, I'm sure the Commonwealth has a different different take yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, I, Eliz- I, Elizabeth I, I, II, things were great, except for, you know, the people she had beheaded and burned at the stake. Uh, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I am. He, do. Here's a, here's a, here's a, um, you guys know I love to play devil's advocate, right? Um, what if what if you get a leader such as uh, Edward, you know, during in thirty six, who's actually secretly wanting to create a power pact with uh, Hitler himself? Um, what if you get something like that, and and you and you aren't lucky enough to where they get infatuated with a non royal from America who's had two previous marriages, so he can't uh, get her. Um, brought into the royal family well then you're completely you don't fucked. want to speak for nathan but it does say a roll of the dice in the rare event that you do get a good <laughs> yeah. that's a good point okay so it's mostly I, shit you're right mostly shit I, okay I, I, yeah I'm it's mostly, it's mostly shit. shit with like a little tiny like 14 karat yes. gold piece in the middle but i'm saying sure. with everything else that little piece isn't there sure you also mentioned showering in gold and i don't know if i want to shower in fancy metals i think i just want to shower in regular clean water personally that's just me that's just me um but, but what if it was uh, in I mean, a bathtub it, made of gold yes i mean that sounds pretty nice yeah wouldn't you like to take a dip in a tub of earl gray <laughs> so to go back to, to go back to mitch's shit analogy which i feel we must yep. <laughs> yes yep yes please so democracy is one big poop that was taken after you've eaten after you've eaten a, a, a nice square meals of, of the right amounts of fruits, vegetables, and grains over a week. All right. It's it's very pleasant and healthy, but it's still shit. Whereas yeah. uh, monarchy is just complete bloody diarrhea for centuries <laughs> with that one little like diamond engagement ring settled in there somewhere. One perfect, <laughs> yeah. perfect, one perfect day of rabbit turds. <laughs> And a sea of bloody wait, diarrhea. Wait, wait, did you say a perfect day of rabbit turds? That's the, that's that also means you're sick if you're pooping like a rabbit. I know, but it almost means you don't have to wipe. So there's. <laughs> hey, Mitch, have you ever owned a rabbit? <laughs> Easiest animal to clean yeah. up after. I have. Yeah, come on. I have. I've been to school in the same room as a rabbit. Uh, it was not a, a classmate. It was a pet. I just want to say that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Um, All right, fair Mitch, enough. take us out. What's your number one? My number one. Guys, this one's obvious. If you don't already know this based on knowing me as a friend, then you're crazy. Yeah. My number one is is the fashion. Come on, it's the fashion. Of course it is. It's it, it's the accessorizing the royal life. I mean, 
I will say you both knew me in my younger days when I dressed like a true gentleman, blazers all the time, uh, collared shirts on lock. This is a direct Nantucket red shirt. He would wear a lot of jumpers. He would wear a lot of collared jumpers. Exactly. Exactly. This is a direct descendant of the royal family uh, fashion statements made throughout the years. Polo Ralph Lauren directly influenced uh, Ralph Lauren himself, born in the Bronx as Ralph Lipschitz, changed his last name, created a whole new world, basically taking the English polo club, bringing it over to America and handing that fashion um, legacy down to us uh, simple Midwestern boys. And I ate it up. I ate it up with a silver spoon uh, covered in gold and, you know, in in a beautiful creamed fish soup inside the spoon or whatever it is they eat in London. Um, an eel pie, if you will, if you're a true uh, two-bit chuggy, a real uh, English term. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> you already said it. No, I know, but I'm just reminding the audience that two-bit chuggy is a fantastic English term to use again in the future. <laughs> um, the As I mentioned earlier, too, with the cousins, the beautiful hats, the big, ostentatious, bold hats, which I really enjoy because English people are none of that. They want to stay prim, proper calm, collected, all those things. But the hats do all the talking for them. I think I, I love that a lot. I wish some of my relatives from plain, quiet, plain speaking people in Minnesota would do the same. Um, but uh, instead they just, you know, <laughs> wear orthotics and, and simple floral dresses. Um, but, uh, you know, oh, the shame. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, and then also I know again, and I, I mentioned you don't need to wear tails to receive a team from, from the Northeast central, you know, English second tier soccer league championships or whatever. But when you are wearing tails, you look like a beautiful, beautiful gentleman and, uh, a, a well, well tailored suit, a, a well fit shirt with a beautiful tie. is just a nice accent to, uh, a lavish, um, soiree and cocktail reception. Um, and lastly, my well, one of my favorite um, fashion statements from the royal family, uh, not Queen Elizabeth herself, because I'm not a big fan of her headscarf thing, but farm chic, the like the the uh, the hunting jackets, the 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 padded quilted vests, those now yes. are reflected tremendously in American culture. They have been bastardized and used too much by American business bros, in my opinion. But if you get back to the original roots of it, um, I do find that aesthetic quite pleasing. Um, and then uh, lastly- In conclusion. <laughs> I know. I know. It sounded like the end of a dissertation. <laughs> I know, right? Yes. Lastly- I, In my opinion. Lastly, I'm going to uh. say uh, a, a well-greased head of hair with a, with a good part uh, never goes out of style. A gentleman will always look in place no matter if he feels out of place uh, with, with a comb and a good tin of jelly. So uh, that's it for me. Uh, thank you very much. That's my number one. <laughs> well, I, 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 like I have to he... add into this is that it's yes. true because Mitch in his younger days, when we lived together, he would come out with his yep. his new uh, outfit and be like, how do I look? I'm going out on the I'm going out on the piss. I'm going out on the tiles. Mm-hmm. Brian, are you to get your pen out? You're going to need to count here. I yep. got Mitch it. Mitch was going Don't out worry. on the tiles with his bruvs. 
Yep. <laughs> and which which I thought were a bunch of chavs, but he would say, "What do you think?" Chavs is what a good do you one. Think chavs this, is a good one. What do you think of this garment I'm wearing from my waist to my uh, ankles? And I would say, "Those are a nice pair of trousers, but you're going to need to keep them up with some braces, or else they're going to fall down and people will see your knickers." And he'd say, "Okay, well, Holy what about this shit. this uh, garment covering my torso that doesn't have any sleeves?" And I said, "That's a fine waistcoat, and but you're going to need a little more pomade in that." Off, and before you leave, you made a mess last night, so you're going to need to do some hoovering. Holy <laughs> shit! What a fucking. You know what, Nathan? Wow. You know what? You know what? You know what? Yes, good way to way to put in a shift. All right, wow, really, really, really tossing all the all the poo at at the wall. You know, yeah. Well, guess what? Go to the loo and empty out all that garbage out of your out of your gob. You know, that's just. Just absolute tallywag slog. You know, God, you know God means mouth for those of you listening, not butthole. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know what? My fans know what it means, Gob, and I, I didn't have to explain to them. But guess what? Yours? Yours is the butt crew. Okay? We just we just <laughs> certified that right there. And you know what? Brian, I just want—I just want to tell you that I'm cheesed off, and and if and if you if you watch watch just, this long hair slag waffle anymore, <laughs> okay, enough. I'm running out of room on my post. I, I want to point out that Mitch's screen has changed color 32 times, where I did not I have to look up a single one of those uh, fashion-related <laughs> slang terms. I know. Well, guess what? I never I lived know. in London. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, you just cheated and wanted to look like you had really poisoned skin and uh, poisoned blood and thin skin or whatever the fuck you said. Bad blood but and thin got- skin. Yeah, correct. That's what I was yep. looking for. Uh, you're getting two points for your fashion. Nathan also got two points for his number one. OK, but Nathan went on a tirade there. In and a, while Mitch, and, uh, I, I was not I illegal. Say, it was I very. Would say, mm, I would say I absolutely that was played draft. a blinder while it, Mitch he, had a mare. No, he was yes. drafting. I mean, yes. <laughs> the tally is in. There's Nathan's all, all a skint. Nathan's, Nathan's a skint, a scallywag, and a slapdasher. Do I mean if that's not <laughs> true? Doesn't matter. Call me. Mitch's blue. twenty-one does not live up to Nathan's twenty-two. Oh, Nathan God. got in one more at the end Oof. there, making him the winner. If I had of the top, if I had lost an England-themed episode, I would have resigned. This would have been my final. episode. You were below. <laughs> if you didn't go on that. Blitzkrieg. <laughs> well, hey, you we're still not. we're still very sensitive about that word. Thank you. I know, I know. I'm so sorry. If, I'm you, so sorry. if you hadn't pulled out the Edward at the end, then yeah, no, it, w- it wouldn't have happened. But uh, he was a Nazi. Blitzkrieg. Okay, come on, let's 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 go. Come on. <laughs> okay, we got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, anyway, we can't leave without the Fast Five, which of course is the worst reasons to extend a London getaway. I don't know how this is going to live up to the rest of the episode, but we're <laughs> going through it. <laughs> All right. Worst reasons to extend your London getaway. Number five, you love being weighed down by the pound. And of course, that's a pocket full of coins, that is, even though they are cashless now. (laughs) So that doesn't work. (laughs) Number four, (laughs) you can't get enough of that traditional English breakfast. There's nothing that gets you ready for the day more than unseasoned beans and a quarter wedge of tomato. (laughs) Number three, you paid for a full freight oyster card and you never made it to zone five. You got to see what the hype's all about. Number two, <laughs> you heard the sun might come out tomorrow. 
number one, <laughs> you, you gotta swing by 221 Baker Street, but you don't know that it's just a shitty museum and a yoga and Pilates studio. That's this week's edition of Uber Cinco. Joining me from high atop Ginger Prince Castle has been Miss Brinkland. And the man being defenestrated from the tallest tower has been <laughs> Nathan Hennenfent. And of course, I've been your big wet British boy, Brian Ernst. And as Bizbear always says, it's not a British museum. It's the world's largest collection of finders keepers. <laughs> Auf Wiedersehen and adios. <laughs> You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash UBK Studios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. Yeah.